All right, guys. Hi. Um, this is my friend Andrew McKenzie, and hello. Uh, hello yes, and he uh, wrote a book, and it is called uh, Wester Island. And I read it, and it's amazing. And you guys all need to read it. So, like, we're gonna uh, we're gonna talk about it. So, I I met Andrew in October uh, during my Egypt tour, tour. So we met in Egypt. So. <laughs> Yeah, it's weird that that was almost a year ago. Well, not really. It's like nine well, October, yeah. It, yeah. it seems like yesterday. I know. I love. I would go back in a heartbeat. I can't, I, the next time I want to go back, though, I want the Cairo Museum to be. I want the like the new museum to be up, and I want to spend a lot. Yeah, time. and I, I want to spend more time on the on the Giza plateau. We we were actually. We actually weren't there for very long at all. I didn't even get to see the other pyramids. No, I know. Yeah. We, we went into the Great Pyramid and we did the Sphinx, but we didn't get to see all the, you know, the other pyramids or the other, uh, you know, yeah. all that stuff around there. It was rush, 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 rush. Yeah. But um, it was good to, to be able to go into, into the actual pyramid, the Great Pyramid. Um, that, that was, was amazing. So cool. It was super cool. Um, I never actually thought I would be able to do that. So that... Mm. Yeah, and we're lucky we did it when we when we did because I uh, certainly won't be doing it for the next little while. Yeah, you know, Cliff, had, Cliff had to cancel his the next one that he had planned with Muhammad, and uh, yeah, yeah, with COVID stuff, who knows like when the next time we're gonna like have tours go out and do it. I mean, and I know I don't know all what countries, but the U.S. is banned from a lot of places right now. So yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, um, Okay, yeah, so, so you were actually writing when we were in Egypt. Yes, I, I was. Um, and when, it, when I finished it and I was going back over the book and the passages that I'd written in Egypt, um, when I was going back over them, I was immediately taken back to where I was in Egypt at the time. Like um, it was usually 4.30 in the morning every day I'd get up and, and do some more writing. And... I can remember being on the boat on the Nile and having a, one of those river birds sitting on the, on the handrail um, in the dark while I was sitting there smoking cigarettes and, and writing. Or, um, you know, it, all of us, all the places we stayed in Egypt were so amazing. But I, yeah, I was writing right through that. I'd started before we went to Egypt, I was writing right through there. And then I also, after Egypt, I'd came back here and then went to Holland for a little bit. Um, and I was writing while I was over there as well. So you're, he's in New Zealand. So that's, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Where, where are you at in New Zealand? Uh, Hawke's Bay. Hawke's Bay. Which is, that's um, North Island um, to the right hand, to the, we're on the East Coast. Okay. So it's, it's, um, it's raining today, but it's, it's, it's generally um, a very, we generally have very good weather here. How far are you from the beach? Oh, as the crow flies, about 10 kilometers, I guess. Okay, that's not too far. Yeah, okay, cool. Well, um, okay, so it's a sci-fi book and it's a dystopian future. Um, okay, so like, what do you want to, like, let, let's talk, talk about the book and I don't want, cause I don't, like, cause if you let me talk about it, I'm going to give too much away. So just right. give a little what you, what you want to summarize. Um, well, I, it, it started out as two ideas. Uh, well, it's, it started out with one idea. And then 
when I was going through some old notebooks, I, I came across this two-page summary of an idea for a book that I thought, oh, this could work as well. So, and that's why, you know, there's a there's the narrator that's in the first person, and then there's the rest of the book, which is all in the third person. Um, which straight away I was thinking, I guess I don't know if you're allowed to do this, or, um, but I'll give it a go, and I think it's kind of worked out. Okay, it's there's sort of two, it's kind of two separate things going on, but as you find out, one of them is just in the future of, of the rest of it. So um, it's almost like right at the start of the book, you realize uh, something's happened here. Now we're going to have to go through. Yeah, it's like people who are living in the dystopian future, and then like you're yeah. figuring out how that happened. Yeah, like, yeah. Um, and you you talk a lot about. Um, like, like what I really liked you, he, okay. So you combined a lot of, um, I guess maybe alternative archeology span theorems and stuff in it, which, which I really liked, you know, he talks about a pyramid in Antarctica and like the Easter yeah. Island kind of, um, Maori yeah. heads and, um, mm. uh, yeah, like the electric people I thought was a really cool spin. Um, so, yeah, that's one of the big ideas in the book, I guess. Um, the idea that trying to understand what what could the fifth dimension really be, and is it something that's you know not accessible to us, or are we surrounded by it all the time, and we don't even know, you know, like electricity or any anything that's traveling at the speed of light. Um, maybe we could consider that f the fifth dimensional, you know, because um, once you travel, once you like a photon or an electron, um, at the speed of light, there is no passage of time, you know, and of course there's no mass either. Um, so I started with this idea that, you know, like we're, we're made up of atoms, which are protons and neutrons and electrons. And we think of those as particles. Well, could, could you have people that are in the same way made up of, um, you know, a photon could be a, called a particle or a wave, whichever you, whichever you like. But could, 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 it, could there be beings that are actually made of, um, only that, that are made of, not of matter, of no mass, but nevertheless of a kind of a structure or system uh, like, like our bodies are. Right. Um, it's, like, it's like not all life form has to be carbon-based, you know? No. Um, certainly you could get into the argument of whether consciousness is, um, whether we're just, whether we're kind of like biological robots and Every, everything it, it, we think is just a firing of neurons in our brain. Um, it's, it's, you've got to be careful going, I mean, you know, I did philosophy at university, so I know about the problem of dualism. Like if, if, if the mind isn't physical, then how does it, how does it connect with the physical? It's so interesting because I, um, you, you studied philosophy, okay, that, that, that makes a lot of sense. And because there, there was a lot of uh, political philosophy uh, weaved within this book so I mean you had, Classics, yeah. yeah so he has like an island where there's 
it's kind of like a free for all island, but there's communist and socialist and um, a bunch of different people who live yeah. on this island. And so I, I thought that was a, that was interesting to, to, for you to weave into the whole dystopian thing. And then also I do feel like um, you had a, a lot of the elements of, kind of like what we what we're starting to find out in alternative archaeology where it's like there's like th there's a cycle to things meaning like there could have been a pre-diluvian flood or like an uh, like an advanced civilization that was completely wiped out before and yeah 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 and then now like this is what could happen again like so you even have solar flashes in yeah yep which uh which i like which was basically um Okay, yeah, I, can't, I don't want to give too much away, but yeah, it just, it's, I, I'm kind of going like, oh, that's when, um, I, yeah, but it just, it weaves so many of our current, like, little theories together in, like, one, like, nice little, like, you know, fictional, but awesome story um, that yeah. I just think it's very well done. Cool, yeah, and, well, this, the cycle, it's the idea of cycles, you know, um, the, the, the almost, um, you know, Randall Carlson um, seems to be, um, he, he's pretty much of the, of the mind that there's just regular um, meteorite impacts happening on the earth. It's just that, you know, they're thousands and thousands of years apart, so we don't think of it as a cycle. But not only that, you know, the, the idea of Roger Penrose's um, most recent book, um, Cycles of Time, um, which I thought was mind blowing, which is kind of in a nutshell is saying that, you know, the big bang is all wrong. Um, what we, what we, what we see as the big bang was just a localized, um, supermassive explosion caused by probably a, a couple or more of supermassive black holes coming together. Well, um, yeah. The, I mean, the concept of the big bang, I mean, it's like well, his, his experiments have, have shown they he believes that they've proved that they've got evidence of a signature um that is from before the big bang hmm. and and one of the one of his theories is that photons are one of the things that pretty much go on forever and they would actually survive um a big bang. So my idea with the electric people is that they're, they've been around so long um, that, you know, they were, they, they're from before the big bang. Right. And not that they're gods, just that they have an extremely long life expand. I mean, like, I, I like yeah. how they live inside suns or inside of mm -hmm. stars, yeah. which is interesting too, because um, like, even living inside of planets in general, I think is, is kind of an interesting concept because the, a lot could be going on that we don't, we don't, we don't know, we don't see, and we don't have oh. any way of ever measuring what's, what's really going on with the sun or why it has sunspots or why it does these coronal mass ejections or what is all really made out. You know, we, we kind of have this concept that it might just be this solid thing, but we, yeah. we actually don't know because we have no instrumentation that we can, do to probe it or to get close to it or you know we don't have, we don't know how to measure what's going on there there is there is a probe on its way to uh the sun um has it already gone 
there's, there's a probe that's going to sort of bypass, go really close to the sun and um, try and uh, find out some more. What it can, yeah. But it's like, the, you know, it's like they, they stuck um, uh, a satellite or a probe or something, whatever you want to call it, into Jupiter to see like how, like what's below the gas clouds or whatever. And I think they got, I don't know how many minutes of static electricity they got before it went dead, but it's just, um, you know, we could, I don't think, we don't have any kind of, I don't think we have anything that wouldn't melt when it got that closest. I don't think we have anything that yeah. we could do that wouldn't. Well, it's, I think it, the, the way they get, they're going to do it is it's going to be traveling bloody fast. So it's going to skim past. Um, I think it's got a, a kind of a shield on it. But um, the interesting thing about the atmosphere of the sun, the, you know, the solar system itself is all within the atmosphere of the sun. So, you know, the solar wind, um, mm -hmm. But what's really interesting is why that the, the temperature outside the surface of the sun is actually much hotter than the temperature inside the sun. Not that anyone's ever put a thermometer in there, but it raises a very, you know, yeah. you have to ask, how, how does that work? It's hotter on the, out, the, the, the solar wind that's coming off the sun is hotter than the sun itself. How, how, how does that yeah, work? How, yeah, how does that work? I, I don't know. Maybe it's because it's more like you add motion to it or something and then it becomes... Yeah, like, yeah. Uh, yeah, be. but, and, and is that even true? Like, I don't know. I mean, yeah. that's... that's like I say, no one's ever put a thermometer into, into the sun, but um, I guess there's ways of, of working out. So I also... It, it's so weird because, like, you wrote this before coronavirus came about yes yeah, that's, that's right I, I came up with the chinese aids yeah um, and he also liked like there's a plan for them to, to uh, use it to use uh, like a virus yeah. <laughs> i was very surprised writing this um how many things started happening that i was i mean i i'm it's supposed to be i think about 20 years in the future so I was, I was trying to think of, you know, what sort of amazing stuff will be happening in the future and I'd be writing and then the next day on the news, it'd be like, well, it's happening now. So, because there's also, also what's happening in, in part of the book is a kind of a civil war, you know, mm -hmm. and that is also starting to, to sort of um, happen around the world as well. So whatever you, whatever you think is going to happen in 20 years, it's probably going to happen tomorrow. And I mean, like you even you even pay homage to Penrose in your book, and you have like yes. essentially like a man-made UFO, which is yeah, which is um or a hu like a human-made UFO, which is like super yeah. uh, which is really cool. And you left the entire book open to um, sequel sequels, of course, yeah. which you should do, yeah, because yeah. I mean, uh, Wester himself is. Uh, very interesting character so like I yeah he to... becomes more and more interesting as the book as yeah the book by the end of the book i'm like i have to know more about yeah. this dude yeah. So, I, yeah i really enjoyed um creating that character and this is the first book i've ever written by the way in case, in case anyone's uh, wondering i didn't know what i was doing when i started but I, i've written a lot of songs before but i've never written a book well you've written articles and, and things yeah i have yeah but um i um, I discovered that I really like writing dialogues. I've never written dialogues before. 
And I discovered they're a really good way to convey stuff that you want to, that you want to convey um, almost in a more concise way than uh, just, just the, the written, the written word. Um, yeah. Have you ever tried, like I've, I've done a lot of scripts, like writing a bunch of scripts and that's, um, that's a whole other different way of thinking about because it's like instead of yeah. telling the picture, you have to say the picture. Like, yeah, yeah, you know? yeah. Um, which and you have to also really consider not sounding the same. Like every character has to have their own unique cadence and syntax of sentences and like how they yeah. would, how they would say stuff. So it doesn't sound like it was written by the same person every single line. Oh, good. Which is kind of tricky. <laughs> hmm. I tell you that this this whole writing thing is um I still don't even know what I'm doing but it's almost it's weird it's like uh I don't even know where that book came from. Um I I I had the yeah, like compulsion to do it. Yeah, I had the outline of an idea and I thought this could lead to somewhere good. Let's see where it could go. And I was constantly surprised at the ideas um that were coming out, especially if you do get up at 4.30 to, to write um, and you just go from that, that from sleeping to awake where you're, that in-between point before you get up, your subconscious is sort of in there, you're sort of aware of your subconscious or unconscious as well. And I think that's where a lot of- um, Your inspiration would come from? The ideas, yeah, I think that's where yeah. a lot of the ideas actually came from. Like not so much conscious, but maybe un, uh, unconscious or subconscious. Yeah, it's kind of like the witching hours or whatever. Yeah, that's 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 um that's actually pretty that's pretty interesting. So you, how much would you write a day? Not that much. I mean, you, you can see how long the book is. It's uh, I've got. Oh, by the way, let me show you this. You haven't seen the uh, cover. I got I got some printed up. So very that's, cool. It's no art cover, but I went for the look. That's kind of like. Um, you know, it looks like a penguin classic or something. So, like yeah. Jonah Smith, that's pretty thick, actually. Yeah. I, yeah. I read I it digitally. Like. Yeah. Um, so, I only wrote oh, probably not more than a, um, a page a day. I would say it's very slow, but my approach was to, you know, like in building when you you measure twice and cut once. I uh, when I was actually writing it, I was thinking, let's. Try and get this right the first time. I don't want to. I don't but did you back. know how it was going to end? Like, did you when you started? Like, did you kind of have an outline of like what the end point was going to be? Yes, um, because of the the narrator, um, we already kind of know what's going to happen. Um, it's just a matter of how do we get there. But and like also, with Bonita and like Wester and Ton and stuff, you already had that kind of idea worked out. No, 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 I didn't have no that that particular plot um, where the plot went. Um, I didn't have I didn't have that in mind. So towards the end, there I was having to really think. Oh my god, this could well, go on forever. <laughs> and then to, that's the thing you said. It says it says Jonah Smith, but um, that's that's the guy who's writing the. That that's the yeah. guy, that's that's the character in the book who's in the future and it, it's yeah. figuring out like how they got to this dystopian. Um, yeah. But it off. It but the author is actually Andrew McKenzie. But like, are right. you 
but if, if they find it, I mean, I'm going to link it here to like. Yeah. You know. No, it is under my name on, on lulu.com. But for the, for just for the book cover, the, the, I thought it'd be cool to, the very so last line in the book go, is. Right. Okay. Yeah. The very last line in the book is, it, it, it's like he Jonah signs Smith. off as Jonah Smith, right? Who's yeah. writing. Um, did you, uh, did you not consider doing the Amazon thing? Yes, I looked into that. Um, I think Lulu links to Amazon, but, but I it was a, what was the, it was the problem. I can't remember what it was. Something to do with being in New Zealand, uh, or it might have been oh. PayPal, or something. Something that was you wouldn't have thought would be a um, stumbling block. But I think I will be able to do it, but I need to. Um, there's something I, I can't remember what it was, and Lulu is just so easy to, to deal with. And at the moment. Um, I, uh, you know, I, I haven't approached any actual publishers or anything like that. I'm, I don't know what I'm doing. And I've been told by writers that oh, unless you've got an agent or something like that, they'll just tell you to get lost. Well, and I've also like heard, I mean, I, I, I fly with a guy who's a writer and I have a couple of their friends who've written books. And it's just kind of like, uh, I, at this point, there's not a ton of money in books right now. So it's just, it's just yeah. about like getting people to read your stuff and you don't need to like wait right. for somebody for a year before they publish it. And then the, all the limitations yeah. that come with that yeah. and being underneath someone else's thumb. It's like, you know, I just want people to read it. I don't, I don't, I don't need the money, you know, I've got a job, um, but I'd love people to read it and get something out of it. Um, so this is the perfect way to do it. I, what, I, what I did find was I, cu I couldn't put it on Lulu for free. Um, oh yeah, they might, make you put it for like a dollar or something. Yeah, um, if, but there might be somewhere I can put it up for free. Uh, I'll have to look into uh, that. You, can, you might be able to do one of those PDF like archive um, yeah. links. I don't know how do you, how you do that, but I, sometimes I get I, I find weird esoteric books that I read for free like via that. But um, I don't know how I yeah. do that. Um, but yeah, but anyway, like like it's worth a dollar. Believe me, it's worth a dollar. You get it, get it on Lulu. It'll be fun. Do you actually get yeah. the proceeds from the dollar, or do they basically keep that? Because no, I, I had to, I had to put in a certain amount of that. They, they, the way you work it out is they say how much do you want to make from this book, and you can't put zero. Or you can put zero, but they're still gonna be charging them. They're still gonna be charging. So oh yeah, um, I. I think I make a dollar fifty off each one, and it costs three dollars. Oh, three dollars. Okay, right. Cool. Cool. Yeah. Um, the self-publishing world is is uh, it's interesting now. It's it's made it's made uh, it's this. I feel like it's like uh, the last thing to like the music industry went through this like in the, you know. Yeah. Did you, you know? notice that little book within the book um, about the music? Yes, industry? I did about how he was and, and how you even you even quote your own self. Are you yeah, it was the book by Andrew McKenzie. Yeah, mm -hmm. uh, I'm actually writing that book. So that book is going to become a reality. That's a nonfiction, but that's going to become a reality in the real world. And it also exists in a fiction book as well. Okay, yeah, I liked that. I didn't know that was going to exist in the real world. That's very, very cool. It's cool. You'll have a, like, a way to like link them together and stuff. Yeah, so mm -hmm. I mean, I, I, I think it's just very encouraging that people should... Um, be creative and write and it doesn't have to be for you know you don't have to be the next Stephen King like it's I don't think there is ever going to be another the next Stephen King you know yeah, yeah I, I, I reading don't think books has changed 
Well, I, and I, I kind of feel like that with, um, like, I don't know, I've gotten, I've gone off of, and I know a lot of my friends have kind of gone off of TV and movies and stuff like that. Like we all yeah. like are watching more YouTube yeah. stuff and watching, yeah. Yeah. even though like I have a whole whopping 80 people of subscribers on my thing, but it's still, it's just, a, it's yeah. not, I think like for me, I kind of want to find out about things I'm interested in specifically and that are going to help me or serve me or give me instruction on something or yeah. that further, you know, I don't know. Like I think a lot of people are kind of moving towards that. Yeah. So, I mean, go back 20 years, people were just watching the prices, right? Because that was what was on the was. TV when they sat down it was just killing time. I think maybe we're all a bit more aware of how, you know, the limited amount of time we've got here. Do you want to spend it watching some stupid TV program? You know, probably less and less now, nowadays, because there's so much more. Um, and there's, there's so much more and it And it doesn't matter what you're into. If you're into basket weaving, mm -hmm. I'm sure there's something in it. But I mean, like, yeah. I've, I've since gone through and watch like every single temple that we went to in Egypt. I've probably watched like four or five different other people so, going in and being like, oh, I didn't see that. I didn't see that room or, yeah. you know, kind of like re-examining um, other people's interpretations of different ruins and all these things. It's oh so God. fascinating. What was, what was, did you have a favorite temple on the tour? <sighs> well, I just think like the Seraphim was like blew my mind. Um, just like what were those boxes and then the Osiren like those two like yeah. they they now they weren't the traditional um, hieroglyphics and all that kind of stuff but no, like, no, no. just but, massively megalithic but just and just so anomalous kind of going like what why don't more people know about this like why am I you know like I had heard, I mean, I, I had heard of all of them like a year or two ago, like since I started getting into kind of alternative archaeology, but like I never learned about either of those places in school or anything like that. Yeah, it's, it's you know, yeah, it's just incredible. You look at it and go, it's, for first of all, a lot of those places we saw there, I could quite happily believe that they are older than what the theory is. Oh yeah, hundred percent. Even just from looking at them, you know. Oh, this well, is... especially the Osirian, because it's like it's like buried, buried deep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? Plus, it's got like Peruvian style giant megalithic stones. It doesn't even look like it was made in Egypt. No, no, it doesn't look particularly Egyptian. It look, it's just a such a monumental style. It could be any anywhere that people built stuff out of perfectly square giant stones. Um, giant blocks um and how about the how about those at the uh step pyramid you know those you, you put your head inside those oh uh, my god yes the, the hospital or whatever and yeah. i was just amazed at how people weren't fascinated by that i was going like no 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 guys these sound different and yeah. confirmed they were different frequencies and yeah still working and they're kind of, and, and muhammad was just like ah it's because of a water table underneath and i'm like even if that's true, like they've designed them in a way that they each sound different and they're still working like however many thousands of years later. Like what is this? One of, one of the cool things about not being able to go back for a little bit might be that by the time we do by the time you can go back to Egypt, they might have finished their, you know, the underground um, stuff they, they were the doing. Right. 
Um, I remember meeting one of the guys from the University of Cairo that was there, and he was describing what it's like under, you know, the, remember that huge shaft that went down? And apparently they found, it, yeah, it was, that huge shaft was scary looking. It was like there was like a bottomless pit that you don't even... Yeah, I, you can only assume it was for water to go down. I don't know what else. Um, for when the, you know, when the, when the Nile floods, it would come up to there, and I guess you'd, it would start pouring in, and, and uh, who knows... Um, but he said they were they were taking out blue tiles and a well, that's statue. um one of the guys he wasn't I don't think it, it wasn't Muhammad's son but one of the other guys that was kind oh, of yep 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 with us during that time he one of the young guys one of the young guys he said that um they found uh, what did they find they found mercury in like uh, in some bottles it down underneath okay. the sphere and and. Uh, like, like, I guess he was underneath there with somebody else and then they, and they took it from them, you know, but he was just like, right. yeah, it was like, he's like, I, he, I, I was like, he's like, I guess it was mercury. It was like liquid metal. Liquid metal, yeah. They're very, you notice that the, the archaeologists, the Egyptian archaeologists are very touchy about uh, anyone getting ahead of themselves or getting ahead of them uh, in, uh, in finding stuff and, you know, once you realize stuff like Abu Simbel, you know, it's a complete reconstruction. Um, uh, that, that broke my heart. I was like, yeah. I couldn't get over that. I was like, you moved it. Like, yeah. And it, you could even tell when you were inside like the hieroglyphics and yeah. stuff, I was just going like, I, it almost made me be like, I don't wish we wouldn't have come here then. I don't care. I wouldn't go back there again. It's not, no, I wouldn't. me either. I mean, it's I feel like it's been tainted. I mean, it's, it, they they were pretty uh, sculptures on the outside of river, but yeah, they, and it, you know, whatever. If they hadn't moved it, it would now be underwater from the from the Aswan Dam. So, you know, I guess what else were they going to do? Well, that's true. But don't dam it there then. <laughs> like they needed the water, I guess. But um, <sighs> yeah. yeah, I don't know. It yeah. But then it, some of those other sites were just, you know, I think um, Dendera, the temple of. Um, yes, of, that was my favorite temple. Temple. Yes, Hathor was... That's the one with the light bulbs, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah and the, a, that was amazing. It was just like, it was just like a weird energy. No, energy. I got, the entire time I, I there was there, I felt like, like I was about to get a secret revealed to me, or I don't know how to explain it. I just felt like, whoa, this place is like... Yeah. Crazy weird, crazy weird. There were places like that that I, I thought were amazing. And then places that... uh didn't do much for me was the uh the luxor temple yeah uh, yeah yeah i was kind of like it was cool like whatever like like all of them were cool but yeah yeah i don't so, know what it was i think it may be the fact that that a while ago they decided to build a gigantic mosque in the middle of it well of, and then you have the romans came in and you had the yeah. Yeah, there was, I think it was just, it was just too many stages in history represented, which I guess some people would think is cool. Um, yeah. But I, I just want the more untainted, I would love to go back to the Valley of Kings and actually go to the Valley of Queens and see, yeah. I thought that was weird that we only got to go into three tombs. Well, it was so crowded, you know, I was, I was quite happy to get out of there. I don't like those big crowds. No, I, but I found that weird that there was that many crowds, but also I think it was crowded because we were going into the most popular tombs. Like there was a lot of tombs you could go into, but that you, they only allow you to go into a certain amount. I don't know. Yeah, that's, yeah. I don't, I don't get, I don't know why. Nothing is ever explained, is it? 
No. And then just things like we went to Haship Suits or was it Haship Suit? It's not too far from the Valley of the Kings. The one that's like, uh, mm, the huge steps going up to it. Huge steps going up to it. I felt like we just walked in there, sat in that, that auditorium, that, that little thing and didn't even explore that temple at all. Like didn't see anything uh, around no. there. I mean, I like kind of left the group and was like, da -da 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 -da, like, like and every like corner I could, but I, yeah. I still felt like we made the effort to go all the way up there. And then we just were like, okay, yeah, let's now sit down. Back to the bus. Back to the bus. To the bus. Yeah. Um, it was, it, it was a great, it was a great, great, great tour. Loved it. Um, Loved I have it. to Loved do, it. I have to do Egypt again though. Like I have, I, I, yeah. that's just like, like barely, I, I just got my toe dipped in. Now I'm like, exactly. oh wait. I'm gonna, I'm definitely going back. Um, it's so, it's so incredible. It's just, I don't even know how you just, when people say, well, what is it about that, that was so awesome? And I was like, I can't even really tell you. You're just there and it's incredible. And um, you're looking at stuff that really makes your mind go, what? Yeah, you know, and not only does your mind go, what you go like, how come this is the first time I'm seeing this? Like, how come this is the first? Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. Um, anyway, in closing Thank of the- Thank you so much for, for helping me uh, get, get the book out there to some extra people. Yeah, and- I Really appreciate you know, it. I think people should read it. It's an awesome book, guys. So yeah, okay. Thanks, Nikki. Bye, Andrew.